Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. We are broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk French Edition. You can join me every Wednesday live on the web at Nikki Radio. And it's at Nikki, N-I-K-Y radio.ca from 9 p.m. to midnight Pacific Standard Time. We have a new giveaway contest, so make sure to listen until the end for everything you need to know. Today, we're talking about whether French immersion is for your family. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Also, Heather, can you talk to us about our new sponsor? Yes, I'd love to. So hi, everybody. My name is Heather Fox. I'm co-host of Parent Talk. I am also a mom of two. And yes, Hudson and Alex have been having so much fun at our new sponsor, Leapfrog Gymnastics here in Coquitlam. Um, I love how the whole space is designed, especially for recreational gymnastics with smaller scale equipment and lots of specialized mats. In class, the boys get to go through fun and challenging circuits where they work on important skills such as body and spatial awareness, strength, and balance. As a sponsor, Leapfrog Gymnastics is offering our listeners $25 off their first month of classes. So for new members only with the promo code PARENTTALK. For more information on programming and birthday parties, visit leapfroggym.com. Hope to see you there. Hello, everybody. My name is Karen Clark. I am a 37-year-old new mother to a 10-month-old baby boy named Connor. And uh, I've been working as an admin assistant up until I uh, left on maternity leave. Hi, I'm Genevieve Hassan, Genevieve number two. I am 43 years old. I'm a full-time mom. I have three boys, uh, age 7, 10, and 11 years old. I also work part-time as a realtor. I am the official driver to my kids. I am a tennis mom, karate mom, squash mom, ski mom, and I'm also a class mom at school, a avid volunteer, and on top of that, I'm a great wife to an amazing husband. Great. Love that introduction. I like all of them. <laughs> all right. So let's just dive in right into our today's topic. Uh, let's start with Karen. Karen, you have been through immersion yourself. And can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah. So um, we moved here when I was two years old and um, no one in my family speaks French. My brothers had already started school and they had started in an English school. Um, however, I was only two. So when it was time to enroll me in school, my dad wanted to, uh, to sort of use me as a little human experiment <laughs> and uh, put me into French immersion and see what would happen 12 years later. So uh, off I went to French immersion in kindergarten and grade one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And uh, I, grade 10, I actually did switch to English. But in grade 11, my dad took me to France because this is his only way to really find out if it worked. And uh, he had me order all of our food. He had me book our hotels. 
He had me find us ways to go on the metro. <laughs> he had, uh, I, he even got us lost somewhere in Paris. I had to talk to some cop about how to get back to where our hotel was. And uh, it worked. I got us deals, never ordered the wrong food. And he was floored. He couldn't believe it. It worked. He put his little girl in French and she's bilingual. So uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed being able to speak two languages. It's helped me as an adult. Um, when I was 19, I applied to work on a cruise ship and I got the job because I spoke two languages and I could go work in the Mediterranean. I worked in tourism for Tourism BC as an English and French agent to help people book their holidays around the province. And I got paid extra for that. So, you know, as I, as I look back on it, it's been amazing because these French words are in my mind. I don't know how they got there because I was so little when I learned them. And even though I may not speak it every day, when I get speaking with somebody, it, it comes flying back to me. So for you, it was a great experience. To, you would do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. It, was, okay. it was great to, uh, to learn that second language at such a young age when you don't know that you're learning something different than everybody yeah. else. And I think like being your dad, looking at your little girl in Paris, guiding the family, it must have been like such a warm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Karen. Okay. So Genevieve, or Genevieve, <laughs> your three boys went to French immersion. Can you tell us how it went? Sure. Um, the area where we live is actually, to get in the French immersion, is a lottery system. So... We got lucky, I guess, um, because the second that we started having children, um, I was very, very clear that French immersion was where my kids were going to go. Uh, I'm French-Canadian myself, and that's definitely something that I wanted to give my kids uh, the opportunity to be bilingual for the rest of their life and, and being able to travel and being able to have that bonus in a job if it were to ever um, be the case. Um, So definitely we got really excited about um, getting in, um, you know, kindergarten started. So basically it's not my two out of my three children went to French immersion early on. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we had to take the first two out uh, for different reasons. Um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Uh, it was a bit challenging Uh, many, many, many screaming nights. Um, I don't know. It's just our, our experience was very different. Um, so basically my first went, uh, did uh, kindergarten, grade one, grade two, and grade three. And then my second one did kindergarten, grade one, and grade two. And um, they were struggling so much. And it was very painful to watch. So I would definitely caution you just in the style of your kids learning and how they learn and how they approach things. Um, it is definitely a fact in our family. Uh, we only have boys in our family and um, my nephews were also quite late readers. So definitely the reading was a major challenge. Um, and they were obviously added another challenge, which was the French. And it didn't really work out so well. So unfortunately, we had to make the decision very early on to transfer our kids to English school. Our first one did quite well in, in, in French, 
Um, but the thought of having three children in two different schools gave me hives and anxiety. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you have to make decisions for your family um, and you have to really observe your children and their learning styles. Um, we had our second one, our second son, uh, also diagnosed with a learning disability, which unfortunately have to blame the French. Uh, it definitely, definitely slowed him down. Poor little guy. He was really lost at school. He didn't understand a word of what was uh, told to him from kindergarten, grade one and grade two. We had him, uh, you know, go through um, assessments and things like that. So, um, yeah. And then another big disappointment for, for, not disappointment, but something that we did realize once we switched our kids to English school was how behind my kids were academically. And that was another, that was really, really heart-wrenching to watch. Uh, luckily, we landed in an amazing, amazing public school uh, that's two blocks away from our house. And the teachers really took on our kids. Um, and they, they were at least a year, a grade behind in everything, major, majorly math for sure. So I wanted to also touch on uh, tutoring, um, which is a was a big, big thing, very, very popular at our school. Um, at the as, French school? At the French okay. immersion school. Mm -hmm. It was a very interesting concept. Um, and our kids needed tutoring. I, well, we felt that our kids were needing tutoring in French, believe it or not, because my kids are very strong-willed and they never let me help them. Which Even also, if you're the French Canadian oh, mother yeah, like me, never. Right? They just, they oh, were fighting me oh. every day. They were fighting me with their homework. They were fighting. They were really fighting the French. They didn't want to talk to me. They didn't want to practice with me. They didn't want to. Um, and then the, another thing too that was really heartbreaking to watch was actually my husband. My husband is not French speaking at all. And he felt so left out of the equation Uh, he felt really left out in the homework. He really feel he, he felt left out at school too. Uh, not the, the communication because it was French immersion. Obviously, the communication with parents was all in English, but he just felt really left out out of the kids' education and what they were learning, and he felt out of the loop. So that's maybe another thing just to consider. Um, I think if my husband had been French Canadian, I think the experience would have been very different because mm -hmm. I think. We would have had a, a united front on that one. Um, so French was a big battle for us in our house. And, you know, when you register your kids in French immersion or whatever school you register your kids in, the intention is that you're going to have your kids graduate from one school. You're the, I never thought that I would have to make that decision to change my kids' school and change their friends and change their routine and everything else. It all worked out for the best. And I'm really, really glad we did make that decision because everything happens for a reason. But I would just maybe caution you guys to to really, really look at your child individually because they're all not learning the same way either. So that's another thing to consider. 
and make sure you make the right decision for your children and don't wait too late. Mm-hmm. Um, another kind of topic I wanted to bring up too is my observation of French immersion uh, the early uh, in elementary school was a big difference in the learning, uh, how boys learn in school and how girls learn in school. And I, and I think it's not just with French immersion, but boys don't learn the same way. And that's, you know, that's an education. That's a whole other podcast, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so we can just, probably have a podcast a full on yeah. on like, boys and girls. Absolutely. So boys don't learn the same way as girls. And unfortunately, I think I had a very rebunctious active. Well, now I know I have very athletic and very athletic and very academically oriented children. They need to go run outside. They need the action. They need to be you know, letting their, their jiggles out or their, their, their energy out. And unfortunately at this school, they didn't get that, that much. And it was very much a let's teach to girls, uh, style. But I think that's a problem with a lot of school. It's like, a problem with a lot of schools. with French immersion, but yeah. I think it's generally, like you said, we can probably have a full podcast on that yeah, one, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely the, 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 the teaching style Mm-hmm. was very challenging, I think, for boys in general. I have a question for you. Um, do you think then more, because now your children are at the English school, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think more children at your French immersion school were doing tutoring compared to now where you are? Is less people are doing tutoring now? Or you don't oh, really, yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I actually thought that was a little bit of a gimmick, the whole tutoring thing. Um, at our school... Parents were recommended by teachers to their own teachers in our own school, which teachers was available for tutoring. And I volunteered many, many hours at our French immersion school. And there was a lot of kids that were recommended tutors and tutoring and to do extra. And they didn't really necessarily need it. So that's another thing maybe just to keep an an eye out Mm -hmm. is just follow your gut feeling with the whole French thing. If it, the tutoring is a big investment. I mean, now it's like 90 bucks an hour mm. and my kids needed French tutor. Apparently my kids needed French tutoring twice a week because they were just not getting it. And that's times two kids at two times a week. Anyway, it was just a that's bit expensive. of a, it, it's, wow. it that's just, very expensive. Yeah, it, it's just not something that we expected. So we definitely had to take a step back. And, you know, when we first had our, our kids and they were babies, we always said, you know, we're, we're going to always try to make the right decision for our kids. And if there is something that needs to be addressed, like we'll try to address it, as, you know, sooner the better, yes, especially when, when, when it comes to a big decision like that. I mean, for you personally, because I can feel that must have been hard because I'm from the same background as you and... Um, heart-wrenching. Exactly. It not having your kids go into yeah. f- French school. And it's, it's yeah. part of her dream, her children, to totally. speaking, speaking French. Like, so I, uh, yeah, I really get that. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on with Heather. Heather, you have been through French immersion yes. and uh, I would like to hear how was your experience? Yeah. So... I had a super positive experience with French immersion. Um, it was interesting because it was actually brand new to BC when I started in school. So we actually lived on the North Shore at the time. And there was only one school 
that was offering French immersion and we did not live close to it. So my parents actually made the decision to move to another city where we could have a home closer to the French immersion school. Wow! Um, So we moved from the North Shore over to North Delta. And um, so, yeah, so that was a big move. We did it right before I started kindergarten so that I was starting school with, you know, a group of kids that I would get to know and that sort of thing. Um, But again, because French immersion was so new, um, we started at one school. Two years later, our entire class moved to a brand new school because, again, the French immersion was growing. And um, so it was our whole class, though. So it was kind of fun and exciting. We all got to move to a bigger new school. And it was all the same kids and all the same teachers. And we all went along together. And then again, two years later, we moved to a yet another elementary school. And, um, and then that was my final trip with that group, because then my family actually decided to move to another city. We went moved to Porco Quitlam, just, again, personal reasons on my family side, just with the house that we had, and they wanted to get something new, and that ended up being in a different city. So that was the first time that I was moving, but this time not with all my friends. <laughs> so that was, you know, a bit of a hard thing for me to do um, because I was in grade five at the time and it was mid-year, it was in January that we ended up starting the new school year. So that was hard but had nothing to do with French immersion. (laughs) That was just, you know, having to deal with life. Um, But as as an adult, like just like Karen had mentioned, it's definitely come you know, very handy. Um, as I mentioned before, like I am a former owner of Jimbery Play Music and there were numerous times that we'd have different clients and their children only spoke French. And all of a sudden I was able to speak to their children and make their children feel comfortable. I brought in a French song here and there. And all of a sudden there, you could just see the children's face just light up because all of a sudden somebody could communicate with them. So definitely I've seen how it definitely helped in my adult life as well. Plus, because once you do learn one language, it does open those pathways up in your brain to be able to learn other languages easier. So I've also found while teaching um, our music program in that we would teach different languages and different music from diff- around the world that I was picking up the different accents or picking up ways of pronouncing or understanding the other languages easier because of being bilingual already. So that was really a cool thing. The French immersion, because again, it was so new, what I loved about it, which isn't necessarily the experience that children are going to have now, all of our teachers were from Quebec. So they were all French Canadian teachers. So it's a big difference because I would find that even now hearing some teachers that are French immersion teachers don't have an accent. <laughs> and to me, like that was one of my, my, my favorite things of learning French so early was I actually got the accent. So what, later on when I traveled to Quebec and Montreal and France, like people didn't think I was like English speaking. They actually, like when I was in Quebec, they're like, oh, are you from France? Because my French was quite proper. But in, Fr- in France, it was interesting. They're like, oh, you must be from Quebec. And I'm like, <laughs> because I had more of a slang. So it was interesting because you learn... <laughs> This totally. in between. Yes. It's not France French, it's not Quebec French, oh and God. it's right in the middle. <laughs> I definitely had the same thing <laughs> when I went over yeah. to France. They're like, yeah. where are you from? From Canada? No, no, you're not from Canada because it's not the Quebec <laughs> it's French. It's not Quebec French. And it's like, so they, yeah, so nobody could figure out place my French. But they could, they never, like, they always knew I was French speaking because I had the accent. I, they just couldn't place where I was from. <laughs> Can you believe that? I have been told one time by a client, actually. Yes. So where's your accent from? Of course, I say I'm French-Canadian. And I'm, and he tells me, oh, you speak dinosaur French. Dinosaur 
I'm like, are you kidding Dinosaurs? me? Because like their real French is yeah. in Paris. Right. And in Canada, we speak dinosaur French. That was his, his thinking. That's so so I said, oh, so you speak dinosaur English. And he looked at me. I said, because the real English is in England, right? Those yes. are English people. So there was a big silence there. But I was actually, I was, I was frozen. I was just like, and you know what? Like, I'm, I live in British Columbia. I like my Canada together, you know? But yeah. don't mess up with my culture. That's so funny. I was so <laughs> mad, actually. And when it's a client, you can't really say much, right? right. So I was really st- kind of stuck on that oh, one. The and accent thing, yeah. So. I couldn't help myself. I had to say the dinosaur right. English That's thing. That's too funny. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, little... so no, I felt quite proud that regardless of where I was, somebody thought I was French at least. And I was like, no, I'm a little girl from BC. <laughs> I am actually. So. One of the main things that I accomplished in my life it's actually speaking two languages yeah. because it is actually really hard. When I moved to Vancouver, yes. I only spoke French. I mean, when I was in school, when I was younger, there was no internet. There was no, like nothing was available. I'm from a little city outside of Montreal right. and my family does not even speak English today. Like very little, just, I mean, broken here and there. My mom's try so much. She's actually always getting better, but it is hard for my family. My, even my dad with work had such a hard time, um, uh, sometime losing clients actually because he didn't speak English. That brings me to my next thing I want to talk about because I'd like to have my son going to French school because I know right around the corner from here there's a French school which is not French immersion which is a little bit different. I believe you have to have one of the parents that is fluent to be able to go there. It's not a lottery system so if you speak French my understanding is you actually get in. This is our intention and we will see how it goes. I'm really working hard and speaking a lot of French to my son. Like Geneviève was saying, you have to respect your children. And so that's my intention right now for uh, my son's schooling. So ladies, what are you, where are you going to be sending your kids, uh, Heather? So because of my positive experience, I definitely would like to put Hudson in a French immersion school. However, because I did myself, I left in grade 10 um, and it was for academic reasons that I left at the end of grade 10. I was struggling in math and science, nothing to do with French. I just didn't need the added challenge of a language on top of math and science. So we decided to go back into the English program um, for grade 11 and 12 so I could um, basically bring my grades back up for math and science. And that all went fine. So I want, and then my sister also ended up leaving French immersion, but a younger child. So I want to put him in so he has that opportunity to learn as a young child, but then again, be very respectful of his learning style and his personality. And maybe he goes in it for a couple of years and maybe he goes in it till the grade 12. And I just want to go in there with an open mind and an open heart and kind of follow his lead that way, but definitely give him the opportunity. Thank you. And you, Karen, are you sending Connor? Yes, I do. I feel very similarly. I definitely would like to start Connor off in French immersion and um, and see how he does. Um, my husband does not speak French. He can understand when I'm speaking because I think I'm a little slower when I speak these days. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that he would. He is very interested in Connor also being in French immersion. Just as we've traveled and gotten to speaking with different people on our travels, you know, I think Ben's really enjoyed seeing what an added bonus it is to have that 
language. And I know, I think he has times where he wishes that he had it, you know, that his parents had done sort of the same thing for him. Um, so yeah, I do want to put Connor into French immersion, um, as, as long as I can, cause I'm assuming it'll also be a lottery and you just got to hope that you can get them in. All right. Yeah. So Geneviève, if you have, if you would have to redo it all over again, would you still send them to French immersion? No. No? No. If That's I, good. Well, because they're older now. If if I knew what I know now about their personalities and what kind of kids they are, because um, they're they're every kid is smart mm -hmm. and every I think every child is a great you know has always great potential. Um, but now that I what I know about my children now, I think I would have gone straight to English school. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going back to when Genevieve was talking about all the tutoring and stuff. That might not, that's not necessarily a French immersion thing. That might be an individual school thing because that was never a thing at our schools. And I went to many elementary schools. Also, that is so, a different time. Yeah. It's a big trend now. Okay. Definitely at Very the French immersion schools. You know what? That could be another full podcast because, on. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you know what? Since we've we transferred our kids two years ago, I've never heard anybody tell me that my kids needed tutoring or any other mom saying that they were told that their children needed tutoring. Um, we're back in English school, and it's uh, focused on academics and sports, and that's exactly where my kids should be. Uh, I think the tutoring definitely is a big, big trend with the, you know, Sylvan learning and the Kumon. And my kids did Kumon for a couple of years as well, because we felt that when they were in French immersion, we felt that they were falling behind in math. It was ridiculous. It was the saddest thing to watch. Um, so we took it on to do the math part uh, separately outside of school. Um, and I, I, I'm actually quite happy that we did that at the time while my kids were in French immersion because at least they were, they were still behind when they landed in English school, but they were not that behind. Um, I wanted to add another thing too regarding the, the, I don't have proper statistics, but I can tell you that in my older son's grade, that is my, my oldest son's in grade six and his friends that are still in grade six at the previous uh, French immersion school that we were, um, I think out of, um, 13 boys that were in the class when we started in kindergarten, I would have to check that, but I think there's like five or six left. Mm -hmm. So there's just food for thought. Like all, all the girls are still there, um, but more than half of the boys have left um, in the last couple of years. Go ahead. So I'm just curious, like potentially, like obviously when we were in French immersion, that was a while ago <laughs> compared to children in there now. So I'm just wondering, like, has the curriculum changed? Because I look at the past students that I went to school with and I look at the boys who have graduated from French immersion. Two of them are dentists. Like one of them is a scientist. Like they are very successful men now. And so they obviously never did fall behind. And I remember a lot of my friends in school actually being very academically gifted and having no trouble, boys and girls. It wasn't definitely girls or definitely boys. So I just wonder maybe potentially have they changed things in the way they're teaching it that the boys are struggling more now than they were when we were younger. 
I'm aware that the curriculum always changes, and I think it has changed last year again. It's a lot of work for the teacher to actually always keep up to date. But compared to like years ago to now, I guess, yes, they must have some changes. I know that in my school, um, I remember a couple of people uh, pulling out a French uh, immersion, and it was a couple of boys that did pull out um, like in 1980-something. You know. Well, I think that the boys that do, you know, make it through French immersion, I mean, I've got some great friends that have boys in French immersion and they're in grade, I think the, their oldest is in grade 12, I think graduating this year. And there's there's quite a few boys left for sure. And but they're very, very smart as well. And I think they're very well-rounded. Um, so definitely the French will add to your education for later. But definitely, I think, you know, if you can handle a second language and going through school with a second language added to your life, I guess, your your education life is such a bonus. And obviously you're a very smart person. I actually have a question for Karen and Heather um, regarding the French as, as an adult. How do you find, well, it's not French related, it's actually English related. How do you find your English now? As an adult, how's your reading? How's your writing? How's your communication in English? I'm very curious. For me, my my English speaking um, and writing is great. Um, I have to say that reading is probably not my strong suit. Um, learning to read in French first, um, it was challenging. Um, and then learning to read in English was also challenging. And I find that I don't enjoy reading uh, the same way that others do. So I don't do it as often. And so I, my reading is not as, as good as I'd like it to be. And for you, Heather? For me, um, when I was little, I don't remember feeling a lot of struggle. However, as reading got more difficult as we got older, um, I ended up didn't do testing until much later, but it turned out that I was dyslexic. So when the it, you know the reading was much more simple as a young child it wasn't so bad but as it got more difficult and my comprehension got worse and worse in both French and English now one thing that I kind of blame French immersion for is because um, you have the added language there I feel like they don't jump into testing for learning disabilities as fast because they just say oh you're learning another language. We'll just give you extra help. That's the reason you're not understanding. That's the reason. So that was like, I honestly did not have testing until grade 11 until I left French immersion. And that's when they realized my different learning disabilities. So again, I had those learning disabilities, not because of French immersion, but had I known about them, I could have gotten help earlier and then maybe stayed in French immersion if I'd gotten help earlier for my actual disabilities that were currently there. However, as an adult with English, it turns out that it's other than reading still being difficult because of dyslexia, my English and grammar is actually really well, like really, really well. Of course, now I can speak. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't talk at all in English, <laughs> but I have done business and English courses and stuff in university levels and had no trouble whatsoever and have helped a lot of people with correcting their grammar and things like that. And so, but I don't enjoy reading like Karen said, I don't enjoy it, but that's potentially my dyslexia. So... Well, it's very interesting actually about the support that um, Heather just mentioned, because 
those, um, I'm not sure if it's in every school, a French immersion school, but our French immersion school did not have the support that we have at our English school for for any uh, for di- to be able to diagnose uh, children with learning disabilities or dyslexia or or ADD ADHD name it um, all of these um, at our English school there are pro- there's probably um, gosh there's probably six or seven support staff that are designated to help out and our English school has the resources to be able to help and, and to, to watch for these. French school, there was one lady, she was very overwhelmed because there, there are a lot of cases in French or English school. And uh, I didn't feel that there was any support um, for, for, for that. So that's very interesting. Now, when you speak about a French school and an English school, for me, every school I've ever been to you are either in the French or English program. It's not a different school. So I would, if I had left French immersion in elementary school or when I left it in junior high or high school, I didn't go to a different school. I was just now in the English program. So technically the resources at all the schools that I did go to were identical. Okay. So, and then Geneviève, her children went to actually French school, English school. So some schools has uh, just... Two program running in the same school, right? Which is what it is here in the Tri-Cities. It's both. So as well as when I was in North Delta, it was always both. Mm -hmm. So I just think at the end to conclude this is we just have to trust our guts, right? And you know what? If you find there's something that is not right, like your school is actually not offering the service to evaluate your children, do it yourself. And yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Heather, I would like you if you can actually um, read for us a conversation card. It's time for a conversation card. Yay. Are you ready, for everybody? Okay, so you can't look. <laughs> we have a cheater. <laughs> what would you save first if your house caught fire? Well, save things or people. I mean, I would obviously our babies. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, things. Let's things? go with things, Ex- excluding children. Obviously, and, our and babies husband. are safe. Our husbands are safe. The house is on fire. What would you save, Karen? I would save my pictures because you cannot get those back, and uh, they're not all digital like they are now. If especially the ones from you know when you were younger and. Yeah, so I think I would grab that shoebox that I haven't sorted through that I keep saying I'm going to sort through and put in albums. And I have a great solution for you too, though. Scan it, put it up in the cloud. You never have to worry about it. You can just run out with your, your PJ. Oh my gosh, I'm running out with my shoebox. <laughs> I love it. Well, for uh, go ahead, Genevieve. Oh, I was going to say exactly the same. My photos, my videos, mm-hmm. for sure. You can't take this. Back. My wedding pictures. Anything hanging on the walls <laughs> I would take with me. <laughs> well, I guess just because technology holds so much of our memories these days, it would be my phone and my computer. Yeah. So because, yes, it on the same line, pictures for sure. But again, I am so bad, nothing comes off my computer. <laughs> so it's definitely, oh, my God, don't lose my computer. Don't mess up my hard drive. <laughs> There's just way too much on there. I know, I know. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Geneviève, Karen, and Heather for taking the time to be here and helping us be the best parents we can be. 
Heather, before we go, I want you to tell us about our new VIM giveaway. Yes, our very important moms. So if you would like to be this month's VIM and win over $300 in prizes, find us on Facebook and in Instagram. And we're going to like, tag three friends, and comment on any or all of our October posts. The more love you show us, the more entries you'll receive. And receive five bonus entries every time you share one of our posts on your page. And of course, on Instagram, please like, comment, and tag three friends for more entries. Awesome. Well, I'm really exciting to be announcing your first VIM winner. The first week of November, right? Yes. At the beginning of November. Awesome. So don't forget, if you want to hear a little bit more about Heather and I, we will be releasing some mini episode called Real Mom Moments, where we talk about what's happening in our daily lives. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you are near us, don't forget to check out Leapfrog Gymnastic and get your $25 off your first month of classes with the promo code PARENTTALK. Of course, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you enjoyed today's episode, we're inviting you to share it on your social media. As we know, parenting can be hard, so... It's so important to remember to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village, and be true to yourself. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a fantastic week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.